And honestly, I was like, I had to do like a double takes. Like, that's gotta be the different, a different concert tour or something. Like, that's not, that's not like the, the concert, tour, the Rebel Winter concert tour, the horse that likely would have been the Kentucky Derby favorite. That concert tour. No, that's him with Brad Cox now, five to two, morning line favorite the fifth season. I mean, look at this field. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horse is all in up at the post. Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welty. There it all. Lakers off. What's up, man? What's up, man? How's it going tonight? We're, we're, we're childless tonight, Jared. We don't have any child or children to take care of. Dude, it's uh, it's quiet here. It's it's it's, it's odd, scary quiet, you know, really. Um, no, they uh, yeah, that was that was quite it was pretty funny editing that back that night. Um, and just <laughs> just the chaos, uh, you know, that I mean, it was a good show though, all, all things considered. I have to tell you a funny story. So, every time I tell the boys that we are that I have to run errands, they were like, Hey, we have to go run errands. Yeah, every time Cooper will be like, Can I take this to errands? <laughs> and I'm like, we're running errands and he's like yeah we're going to errands and like no no we're 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 running like we're gonna go do stuff like not Aaron's house like he thinks every time we're running errands we're going to errands right well you can see the confusion i think that makes sense (laughs) i'm like and it's it's funny part of it's funny because it's like every single time i i fall for it i'm like what and they're like oh yeah aaron so i gotta come up i gotta come up with a new new a new name for it you know and i because aaron's like i don't think you quite understand like especially cooper like he he really liked coming over there i know i know we 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 definitely we we had a bonding moment uh you know for sure i think it was the 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 wrestling you know figures that are behind me here that's that's what he really liked so uh, yeah, I know he's got to come back. He's got to make, you know, and the Chiefs played really well that day. You guys were here, so maybe that's a sign you need to come for another Chiefs game. Are is am I? Did you change up your office again? Yes, I've been moved again. I've been moved again. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the third time Heather has moved me. So <laughs> <laughs> do you show up in the office and your desk is in a different spot? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. This time the whole room got flipped around. And uh, I had to help move some stuff. And then she kicked me out and said, come back in an hour and you'll see the finished product. This, I, It's a better setup. It is a better setup, I think, for me. So, and that's all that matters. I see. Yeah, I, I see. I, I thought maybe you were in a different room um, no, for half a second. That's next. That's next. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's eventually what we're building towards, no doubt. 
It's like, well, you could always go to the basement. You know, you have all that room down there. And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, it started off, you guys want her wanting to be closer to you. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, I mean, it's fine. You can go downstairs. Um, all right. Yeah. So we, uh, we are in a kind of, we are in like the, the last dead week of really the, like the year really seems like, um, we're, we're really just final stages of, of preparations of the, of the Pegasus world cup. And of course the Derby preps are somewhat on hold, um, until after the Pegasus, of course, we have some three-year-old races, the Pascos this weekend at Tampa, some things like that, but nothing major happening in that department right now. So Halterman, you've been putting out some Pegasus World Cup uh, kind of quick hits and previews and things of that nature. Obviously, the 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 headline is still shaping up to be life is good versus Nick's go. Have you had any have you have you come to any other conclusions of the race? Is it is it or is it don't overthink it. It seems pretty basic. These, you know, it's like kind of like you laid out last time on the show. Like you kind of have the now horse versus the one that's kind of on his retirement, you know, race. It's odd. Uh, you know, the closer I get to it, it's like, God, who's going to have the lead and and who's going to want to relinquish it. And if, if they do go head and head as fast as they can run, somebody's going to come up and beat them. So I don't know. It is odd to kind of think of it that way, but no, I, I, I think I'm still have, have the attitude of it's pretty simple. It's got to be one of those two. It's going to be who gets in front is probably going to win this thing. I don't think either of them really want to rate. So I also don't think both of them are going to go 44 for the half. So most likely one's going to go, one's going to rate and that'll be that. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, the bigger kind of headline that I was just thinking of was the, both the Pegasus winners from last year are back. Nick's go back. And then Colonel Liam is going to run in the Pegasus world cup turf. So he's back. That's kind of cool. We've never had that before. Not even close. So that's uh, something that really kind of made me excited the more I thought about it. But yeah, as far as the big one, it's a, it's a two horse race until uh, we're kind of told otherwise. Right. Yeah. It's hard to understand. Like I agree. I mean, if they do were, if they were to go like, that fast it would make sense but it's like how would who would be the one right like who could come get them that's the thing like just seems like it's far i mean it's either life is good or nick's go and and really past that you're kind of just grasping that's something that i wouldn't feel good about making a bet on other any anyone else of those two um i kind of i'm worried that like you know how you, yeah, for a while it's like, well, you, you try to beat Nick's go. And then of course we stopped trying to beat Nick's go. And that, um, that worked out quite well for us, but it's just kind of, you kind of wonder if even as good as life is good is, if you just like, you know what, maybe he just isn't like, he just cannot be beat. Like this, it, it just is like, and you'd really feel stupid trying to beat him. Uh, you know, like after how good he's been, I'm unbelievably good. And then you're like, I'm going to try to beat him. And then he makes you look like an idiot. Well, let's remember, you know, we kind of compared the arrogant California Chrome thing, but arrogant had beaten oh. California Chrome head to head in the biggest race before the Pegasus. So you have yeah. a lot better reasoning to go, you know what? Even if California Chrome runs great, arrogant already proved you could beat him, right? This race is right. like life is good. Went to the dirt mile. That's you know genuinely a race where it's kind of like, eh, that's for the also rans type of thing. But he had a such special set of circumstances. Uh, the good news for life is good though is the dirt mile for whatever reason has produced Pegasus World Cup 
winners. <laughs> and, and so it's kind of the path. Nick's go can say, yeah, it kind of does because I won the dirt mile and then won the Pegasus last year. So, yeah, I, I hear you, though. It is a little bit like, you idiot. You have bragged for two months now that you got three to one on Nick's go. And now you're not going to bet him against uh, life is good in the Pegasus. That would be kind of strange. I'm starting to feel that a little bit. I've made no final decision on this race. <laughs> I, it's it's going to be quite the showdown. It's the showdown. Um, you know, it, it's bigger than anything we saw last year. I think if these two horses hook up in the Pegasus, it's, it's a race uh, that, that, that we don't get very often in January. That's for sure. Well, you know, it's about it, it, it's got the makings, no doubt about it, to be the best uh, the best Pegasus we've we've had. You know, this will be the sixth year for the Pegasus, and I know we've had some superstar horses, but that's kind of what this race has been more about. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did hope to have that that battle with Chrome and and Arrogate, but it didn't it didn't surface. You know, it didn't happen. Um, so every race, for the most part, has been like a kind of a dominant. You know, mutual gusto and to delight and gun run you know gun all these good really good horses but they kind of just blow them out whereas like we haven't really had that stretch run of just like you know imagine the jerkins race like this you know that would just be unbelievable the thing that i keep going back to is with uh with with life is good is we know nick's go like he's off the if he's off the lead he's he's just not gonna win whereas life is good has proved that he can somewhat sit off can come off of it if he needs to a little bit. Like he doesn't need to be, I guess he hasn't necessarily proved that, but I definitely think that he can do it. Um, he seems to be the more like agile versus, uh, versus yep. Nick's code. Tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think you hit it right on the head. It, you know, what's weird. I think life is good is actually a little faster, but I think his best trip might be to sit off if he will rate because you're right. He's shown that I can sit off a horse if you ask me to. I don't really like it, but I can do it. Right, right. Nick's go has no other option, right? Right, right. (laughs) Like, it's it's either over at the beginning or not, you know? So what's the strategy? Do you try to get ahead of him and run him into the ground? Or do you just, oh, go ahead and I'll just stay closer than some of these horses have stayed to you, but not go at your throat? I don't know. It, I've never. I told Magic. Uh, well, I told everybody. I, I, Magic was the host, but on the on the Pegasus video, the little hype video we did, I can't remember a big time race where both the horses that that are the prime candidates to win and the logic candidates to win also have so much speed. You know, usually yeah. one of them will come from off or at least stock, and one of them will have speed or whatever, or they'll both kind of stock. These two horses want the lead. They're never behind in their races. Life is good's never trailed in, in, in a race other than, you know, when he got beat up there uh, at in the end up there at Saratoga. Uh, but right. Nick's going like his last 10 starts hasn't been behind at, at the half mile pole in any of them. Something's got to give in this race. I mean, I, if you're, if you're Pletcher, you got to think, well, what is, what is, I mean, well, both of them, Cox and Pletcher, it's like, what is their biggest weapon? Well, speed is. So if you're if you're Pletcher, you know Nick's go is going. Like we know, there's no doubt about that. Yep. If you're Pletcher, you're thinking, yeah, we could sit off, but we're also not, you you know, we're not using our best weapon, which is his speed. And so you kind of wonder if one of them is just like, you know what, I don't care. Like you can go with us or not, I'm going. You know, and we're just gonna see how this plays out. And it, they might be walking home, but 
one of them is bound to finish this thing. <laughs> the other the other aspect of it is if one of these horses misses the break, the race is like it's it's over. You know what I mean by that? Like I've never I've yeah. never handicapped a race. It's like, well, if Nick's go misses the break, well, life is good, I'll win by eight. And if life is good misses the break, Nick's go will win by eight. So there's that what aspect if- of it too of it, you know any any bad step out of the gate and and the race is done you know but again gosh if i had a really really good closer i would send them and i would just say you stay off there do not go with them and hopefully they'll back up and if they don't we'll just run third but if they do we have an actual an actual shot of beating them because they they very well could wear each other out in this race i mean it's it's more possible here than i than, than in a lot of big races that you see well, we'll find out. I mean, that's what the, that's what makes this race so damn interesting is, you know, we've been saying it all year, at least the last half of the year when, when Nick's go has been untouchable. It's like, listen, you got to put somebody in these races that can go with him just to soften him, try to soften him up. Well, guess what? <laughs> you got it. But he happens to be the best, maybe the best horse or not the second best horse in training. So, yeah. Like you say, something has to give. You get what you wanted. For, you, we, we're all going to get what we wanted, and that is someone testing Nick's go on the front end. But what at what cost? Um, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be must watch. I mean, that stretch run. Let's just hope. I just hope. I I really would love to see these two battle it out the entire mile and eighth. Just just go nose to nose the whole way. And I, I see a lot of comments, but I'll throw this one up here because it's I, it's relevant to what you just said and what I'm getting ready to say. Dennis just asked, how fast is too fast? Depends on the pressure, right? If one of them goes 45 for a half, but he's a length clear of the other one, he's probably not going too fast. But if they are dueling it out, it's going to be too fast. If, they, if you see those horses head to head, they better not put up a 45 half. Because I don't know if they're going to be able to win that thing with that. So it, it, it's the most fascinating pace scenario I've ever really been a part of, uh, two weeks out at least, because they're both elite. They both have elite speed. Their, their speed is their most dangerous weapon. What gives? You know, it's, it's, you can't get any better from a mystery standpoint uh, when it comes to pace. Well, you know, it, it, if life is good, can somehow shut him down. And by that, I mean, goes out, fa- is faster than Nick's go. Nick's goes trying to chase the whole way. Can't do it. I mean, if, if life is good, is that like, this is one, that's one of the better performances we've seen in a long, long time, because as good as Nick's go has been, if he brings that game, he's been bringing and life is good says piss on you. That's that that's the thing. The the winner of this race is gonna be is gonna elevate from one to another. If they both fire and it lays out like we think it's gonna lay out, whoever wins, it's like, damn, that's a big time race. You know, a lot of times in these situations, they don't both fire. And then it's like, oh, he didn't show up. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Dennis mentioned Accelerate City of Light. That was definitely the case. California Chrome Arrogant, definitely the case. Right. If they both show up. <laughs> It's going to be something to watch. I mean, you may not need to even, well, I'm not going to say that. We'll be betting it, but it's going to be entertaining no matter what you've got on the line, uh, wager wise. Yeah. Nick says the same thing I said, you know, how badass if, if life is good and Nick's go go, you know, they get their trips and life, Nick's go gets his trip and life is good. Just says, see ya. 
I mean, <laughs> if that's the case, it, 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 like I say, it just truly is something unbelievable. Yeah. Um, let's quick uh, go to the, the turf. I guess, obviously, like you said, Colonel Liam is going to be going there. Let's hope, like someone I saw someone mentioned, let's hope he's better than Largent coming back off the mm-hmm. off the layoff because Largent was not good. What do you think of uh, the turf? And obviously, this year, people may not know this, there's a Philly and Mare turf yep. this year uh, on the undercard. So you got three Pegasus, quote unquote, Pegasus World Cup uh, races this year. So what do you what do you think of the turf uh, the turf additions this year? Uh, first of all, love the addition of the Philly Mare Turf. Great, great. I love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, let's make a female on the dirt side of it too for you know for Phillies and Mares. Let, let's make a bunch of races. Let's make it a mini Breeders' Cup. That's what we said from the very start. You know, six years right. ago when we were there, it's like this is great. We're running this great race, and you got these other stakes. It's okay to have a few of them, but you need some other big supporting ones. So it's great to have a third one now. Love that. Uh, and then the turf, it's it's really going to be wide open this year. Uh, and I know we kind of thought it was last year. It really is this year because the defending champion, we haven't seen him since Belmont Day, you know. And how Colonel Leno comes back is a big question mark. Uh, and there's going to be capable runners in there. You know, Mike Maker's got a bunch. It's it's going to be a really interesting race. So, uh, yeah, I, I love the addition of the of the Philly and Mare turf, and and I think you know, like I said, the regular Pegasus World Cup turf going to be a wide open affair this year. Uh, we had a few people ask about Flightline in the Pegasus. I don't think Flightline is going to be in the Pegasus. It doesn't seem like the horse hasn't had to work since the Malibu, nope. and it seems like they're probably going to take it. I've heard more about Dubai being a possible or Saudi. I should, I should say yep. Saudi um, the being the kind of the goal. Like Saudi was that February, February something. Yep. Yep. Um, Towards end of so February. Saudi, Saudi is where they're going to try. I think if they are going to stretch them out like that uh, huge purse, obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Where the hell is domestic spending? That's a good question. You got injured before the Breeders' Cup, and right. I, I haven't heard from him since. I kind of thought, you know, at that time, you kind of thought, well, you know, like maybe they'll – because after, the, obviously, the scratch of the right before the Breeders' Cup, I thought, well, maybe he'll go to the, the Pegasus. But, yeah, I guess he hasn't even had a work since, Mm-mm. you know, since then. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of was hoping to see him show up here, and then the Philly Mare Turf will be a, a fun race. Yeah, I'm with you, like – because that's the way it was when it started out. It was like, shit, 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 Pegasus World Cup gun runner or whatever, you know? And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, so let's put something on the other card. I mean, yeah, there's stakes, but they're garbage races, really. You know, it's like, let's yeah. put a derby prep underneath there. Or let's put, now it's like, okay, now we got the turf. Now we got the Philly Mare turf. I'm with you. Like, just keep, keep on, you know, there's seven stakes on the day. Like, make all seven Pegasus races, you know? Like, like just like you said, just like the Breeders' Cup to where, you know, you can entice some of these horses that aren't distance horses, aren't turf horses to run here. Yep, and it may it it won't ever be as good as the Breeders' Cup, but who cares? It's a huge day of racing in January. That's why I always told people that shit all over this day. I said, you're you're out of your mind. It's a huge racing day in January. That's great. So I think it's great. I think it's. I've always been on the side of the Pegasus. Everybody can make fun of it all you want. You'll be betting it. You'll be excited about it. So will everybody else. That's the, that's you, the end of the story of that one. You and I, from since day one, we yeah. were there, we were, yeah. we were there for the first running and we were like, this yeah. is awesome. How could you not? It's G- like you said, it's January. First of all, 
we live in Missouri. We leave. It's it's snowing probably where we you know here, and we go to freaking Miami, and it's unbelievable weather. And you're like you're seeing these world class horses for the last time sometimes. And it's January, and it's like we look at what we look what we have to look forward to right now. There's not shit running. So <laughs> what's this throw? At that time, it was like what was it? A ten million, eight million, twelve million, was, whatever. The, I think it was, it was twelve huge. that year, first year. Yeah. It was like, this is kind of cool. And I was like, I don't know how many people can hate on this. So I'm with you. Um, I, if you could ever get a chance to go, go. Because it's a, Fun. it's like, a, you know, Gulfstream is a cool track anyways. And it's like, it's January and you're, you know, you're getting to see some world-class horses. And obviously this is one to go to for sure. Yep. It's, it's a great time. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to it. Obviously, look, the Pegasus World Cup. Uh, coverage on the racingdudes.com site right now. Go check it out. Of course, on our YouTube, we got previews going on for that already. Uh, we started working on the uh, wagering guide, so that will be available for pre-sale here in the next day or two. So make sure you go to racingdudes.com on the products page. Get your hands on that. If you are an active subscriber, you get you will be getting that guide for free. Uh, Hawthorne and I will be teaming up for the bankroll. We'll be back for that as well. Uh, betting uh, all the stakes races live during the uh, during the, the day so we'll be betting that and all those picks will be included within the wagering guide itself so racingnudes.com to learn more about that but today's show we're going to preview and give our tickets for saturday's late pick four we don't do this very often we usually let the magic mike crew kind of cover up some of the pick four stuff but we're going to do a pick four at oakland park saturday oakland park headline by <clears throat> by maybe the most historic <laughs> Stakes race of all time, the $150,000 fifth season stakes. Wait till you see who's <laughs> running in this field. Let's go. Concert Tour is running them off their feet in the Rebel. Concert Tour, five lengths in front. Hosier might get second. Eight Rebels for Baffert Concert Tour. Wow, big run. Saturday, Oaklawn Park, the late pick four. We're going to cover that right now. Race six kicks the sequence off. This Okay, I, I texted you while I was handicapping this earlier today. Like, dude, you this is this is one hell of a sequence. Because not only do you have the, the, the just the shit show uh, fifth season, which is awesome, but every race, really, you got narky bread to, 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 uh, <laughs> to round out, to round out the, the pick four at the end. Um, and then you've got two uh, claiming in a metal maiden special weight uh, a lar- of large fields. It's like just it's a great and then in the, in the fifth season is just like every horse that's ever sucked is running in that one. Um, so so <laughs> let's go through race six here. It's a it's a claiming for uh, uh, 30k, uh, $32,000 purse, six furlongs, field of 12 lines up here, dude. And and I mean, it's really Ernie Bankers three to one, two to one out of sight. American Chaos eight to one nine two on Road Bible. I mean, really, it's all over the place. Where did you go here? What did you think of this field? Yeah, you, first of all, you're right. This is the classic Oakland racing card in January. I absolutely love it. You get this race for claimers. The next race could produce like a, a an Oakland Series Derby Chase runner, <laughs> and then you got the fifth season, and then the Archie Breads. All right, well. <laughs> We could be out after one leg, Jared, but this is where I went the shortest. I just went too deep here. I, I uh, almost singled, but did not do it. I went uh, too deep, and I, my top choice is the five out of sight. 
I just feel mm-hmm. like this horse, if, if he comes back running, is just way better than the rest of this field. He's going to outclass them. He's been in maiden special weights and allowance races in his four uh, starts. Brad Cox brings him back here for the 30K level. You know, it's a long layoff. Cox is fine off layoff, so no worries for me there. Giroud gets aboard. That's his top rider. Just to me, he looks like way the one to beat. And on top of everything else, he's got a lot of early speed. There's rain in the forecast. If the track is sloppy, speed usually does well at Oakland. So number five out of sight, almost a single for me, but that was the top choice. Yeah, I'm with you. He was he was my top choice here as well. Just he pretty much laid all of it out. Um, you know, that last effort, obviously, back almost a year ago was not good. But past that, the horse was running pretty well. And really, when the horse broke his maiden at Oakland Park, uh, the race prior to that in January was really impressive. So, yeah, I think the, the, the early speed is kind of the biggest thing. And really, the numbers, you just look at the numbers. And that's the scary part with this one, because you look at the numbers and, yeah, he feels like he he's very like i i understand why you would want to consider single him singling him because he kind of stands out on paper in terms of the numbers the time for numbers way higher uh than anyone else in the field but you do have the issue of you haven't seen him since february so that that's kind of the concern that's why i didn't single either i actually went four deep in this one you went two. you said you went thin here so who's the other one besides the five well, I took a little bit of a long shot with my second uh, one in here. Uh, I, I almost left him off. I thought, you know what? The the first or the next time that John Ortiz wins with a horse that looks good on the past performances will be the first. This guy wins with horses that look like shit on past performances, and they jump up and win. So I went number two, Big Boss Ben, as my other horse in here. Uh, the horse is another one taking a tremendous drop in class after taking on stakes company and allowance company uh, allowance last time out over the dirt at Churchill did not go his way gets back on the dirt again for the second straight time I think that will lead to improvement today uh, I, I just think the class drop is worth giving him a shot 12 to 1 really like the price a rider upgrade in my opinion uh, as well as Cabrera gets aboard uh, you know, these two, when they when Cabrera rides for Ortiz, 23% in the last year, 44% in the money. I'm going to give number two Big Boss Ben a shot here. So I went 2-5 to kick us off. Yeah, we're going to see, because if that horse wins, I'm knocked out. Because that, <laughs> uh, that was the one of, of our sequences that I did not, we did not share at all. You know, uh, I feel like mm-hmm. we, I think we have the same horses in some fashion throughout every leg, except for this one. Um yeah, I, I, I get your logic. On paper, the horse looks like dog shit. Um, but that's sometimes how he wins and that you're getting that you're looking for a price here. So um I actually am not playing the two, but I am going. I went four deep. This I went four deep in this one. So I've obviously got the five as well. Um I also included the three, Ernie Banker, three to one. So not a huge uh huge shocker there. Carl Broberg, uh, you know. In zone athletics, say no more, right? <laughs> it just, you know, you kind of got to include that to me. You know, this horse you know, finished second uh, last time out in December at Aqueduct. Hasn't ran in Oakland before, but I think just the fact that it's Broberg at Oakland, Vasquez gets the mount to me. This horse has been running in, in levels that this horse, you know, has shown that this horse can win if he runs his kind of race. Plus, I like the fact that. You do. He, he is kind of a little bit of off the pace kind of horse. So if the horse shows up, um, I don't love the three to one, 
but I just felt too nervous to not use Carl Broberg here. Um, so I used the three. Uh, I used the six, the Aspies and Rosario angle. Um, you know, this horse has not been great at Remington Park, and you probably know that better than anybody. At least the last two starts was not good. Now this horse shows up here at Oakland Park, where the horse has uh, ran once before, finished second. You know, now you get Rosario, which is a huge upgrade, right? No offense to Stuart Elliott, but it is. Yeah. Um, you get Rosario, you get Aspuson, and you get six to one. So, again, more of a defensive play. This horse has shown the ability, has, has shown the numbers. Where, where, like, because to me, and I also used, uh, I'll use the nine, the nine as well. I'll talk about that horse in a second. But the six, was that one you highly considered just based off of those? I mean, Aspies and Rosario? Well, I know the source very, very well, as you laid out. Uh, I I think I may even saw the source. Yeah, I did see the source run in person once, actually, this year uh, at Remington. You know, he was odd. He came to Remington after, like, six straight second-place efforts. And, and he just, at Lone Star and, and Sam Houston and Oakland, and it's just like he just couldn't quite put it together. He caught a very weak field in a maiden special way uh, and won. And did it pretty nicely. It was a half-length win, but it was a pretty nice win. They moved this horse up in allowances, and he just got smoked. It, it just mm-hmm. wasn't pretty. And so for that reason, I jumped off of him. He is dropping down to the 30K level. And I think it is, even though it's Remington to Oakland, it's still a drop. Those those allowances at Remington are tough. But I, I just I couldn't get over those last two races. They were bad. He really didn't have an excuse in either one of them. I just kind of feel like I'm going to take a little bit of a pass on the six for that reason. I, I just was unimpressed with those two races at Remington. No, I, I and part of it's probably good that I didn't, uh, didn't watch those races or else I may have been on the same <laughs> boat, but to me, I, it's more of a defensive play. Um, yeah. not going to let them beat me. And then the nine road Bible, this is an interesting horse here. And also a horse that you probably are very yeah. well familiar with because Ran last time out at Remington Park, but this is a $600,000 horse. I mean, this is like a serious horse, or at least was hoped to be a serious horse at one time, trained by Steve Aspison, three chimneys um, owned. Now, not so much. Uh, Bill Franco's training the horse now, so this is going to be his first start, which he hits at 15%. And he gets Santana. Santana Mount, this is interesting to me. Get Santana to ride this horse. I like that. I mean, yeah, it's not Aspison, but he has rode the horse in the past, so you get that as well. Again, I'm not, it, it's more of you, you're getting a decent price on a horse that has shown that can be serviceable and you get an upgrade in the jockey with uh, back to Santana. So that was the one that I wanted to use here as well. The nine, I almost threw in a couple of factors. Villafranco has kind of been cold. He hasn't run a ton of horses yet at Oakland though, but he's kind of been a little cold. Um, more than anything, I, it's just I'm just not sure how good this horse is. I think he's more of a 15k type level, and I think he runs into a pretty decent field here. I'm worried about him. That was the third choice, though. So uh, I I think it's a good add on your part, and I think the Santana thing makes a ton of sense. And you know, since Aspison's had this horse, he's kind of changed hands with some trainers that. Uh, aren't the best let's say so this is a definitely a trainer upgrade for for the horse and a, and a rider upgrade this is it this is an annoying race because the five yep. makes a lot of sense from a standpoint if you're looking for a single because 
if you look at the way that you know if you if you scratch out the idea that the, the horse hadn't ran in a year it's like yeah this horse kind of stands out number wise everything and should dominate this race but you have that factor so that makes you have to go you know you went with a kind of a wild shot with the two and i threw in some just based off connections a little bit so it makes the race a little I didn't want to go four deep here, but I did. Um, someone said a couple of people have mentioned the 10. Are you any concerns about the 10? Well, special price, the 10 horse is certainly one that has gotten better since that layoff. You know, you, you see a bunch of uh, also rands on the past performances, a little bit of a layoff, got about three months off, broke the maiden at Hawthorne in a maiden special way. Yeah, that is what it is. I, and that's no disrespect for Hawthorne, but it's not the greatest of tracks. Last time out at a level lower than this, did get second, only beaten a half. I like the 20 to 1 price. I just don't think this horse gets all the way up to win. And you, you might want to note, it was 59 to 1 last time out. So it was not very highly thought of the last time out. It really outran those odds. He'll have to prove it to me one more time. I'm not going to go uh, with this horse. But I, I don't really blame anybody for playing a 20 to 1 shot that, that makes logical sense. And this one certainly does. You look at the last two races and you say this horse has a shot today, no doubt. Uh, Chris says he likes the 8 and 10 as well. These Arlington Hawthorne horses have been winning at big prices in these claiming races. Mark says if you go too deep in a 12-horse field and get by, you're sitting pretty large. Field makes me go deeper because of troubled trips. I mean, that's the thing. you got to survive this leg, and it sucks. It, it's a race. It's, it's It kicks off the, the sequence here. Um the easiest solution is, and this will solve the troubled trip, the five is ready to run. He breaks sharp. He gets out of the gate. He gets to the front, and he never sees another horse, right? I mean, in a perfect yeah. world, that's what's going to happen. Which is why I was, I'm annoyed by this race, because I, yeah. I went four deep when I really wanted just to go one deep. You know, I really just wanted to use that five and move on. If, if nothing else, use, like, the five <clears throat> and – the, the nine or something like that so that's kind of the annoying part but yeah uh i just don't trust the five so let's go to the race uh let's go to race seven here and this is a maiden special weight for three-year-olds going uh, one mile uh that's i mean anytime you get uh this time of the year i mean obviously oakland is has unbelievable purses and eighty four thousand dollar uh, purse for maidens going three-year-olds you're going to get a big feel and you do here field of 12 with two also eligibles on top of that five to two for calhoun santana and capuna that's your very clear favorite if you ask me moquette has the horse all the way to the outside switzer at four to one blue northerner at six to one for brad cox uh, skate the heavens at eight to one life on the niles eight to one but this was another one that i felt like the two I this is the thing. It, it's funny. I, this is the this is the leg I went deepest in, and I also flirted with singling the two. So talk to me through this race. I've been around Oakland long enough to know you see a horse like this with Kupuna, who, who definitely on paper looks like the one to beat. But the these maiden special weight races are loaded. These guys aim for these races. And even though he comes in here looking like the best and that race last time out looks like, yeah, no way they can beat him. Somebody will probably run a pretty big race here and give this horse all they, all he wants. So I did include the two, but I'm going to go four deep. I'm with you. I, I went deep in here. 
I included the number one fast lane for Steve Asmussen. This is a horse that I think could improve stretching out a distance to a mile. Um, I know the last two races weren't great, but he got beat by some pretty nice horses in both those efforts. I think they'll expect better out of him today. I think he is certainly one to watch. Uh, like I said, I did go four deep. I, I put in Blue Norther, uh, the 10 horse for Brad Cox, coming off just one race. Uh, and it was a race, again, got beat by some pretty nice horses at Churchill Downs. Um, now stretching out in distance. This is a horse by Frosted. So I think stretching out in distance will be just fine for him. And then I didn't, gosh, I debated this for a while. I didn't really want to put it, but I did put 12 Switzer in the in the mix as well. You look at his first race, really good. Only beaten three quarters of a length, very competitive. He comes to Oakland every second race. He's three to five. He's supposed to air, and he got smoked by three and a quarter. I still think they think this horse is pretty good. They're going to change jockeys today. I don't know what that really means, but the stretching out, he's got speed. Speed going a mile at Oakland is really what you need. I put Switzer in there as well. I, I just could see him popping with a big race. So uh, one, two, 10, and 12 for me. Yeah, Cindy has, says watch the four horse. I used the four as well um, here. I actually went pretty deep in this in this leg. I went uh, one, two, four, ten, twelve, and you kind of went through all of them really. Yeah. Um, you know, fast lane for Asmussen, another horse. I think that I'm a little nervous with using this horse just because of the you know the miles short, short stretch. Maybe the horse isn't going to be you know would kind of be too little too late. Um, but I do think the horse is going to prove with blinkers uh, this time around. The two obviously. I really like. I mean, if the two runs that up to that last race, um, even though the horse did get beat, ran a huge, uh, for, I thought a huge race and a big number. I think the horse would be tough. The four, I mean, this one is interesting to me just from a standpoint of the horse do, has shown a little bit of speed. The last race showed some uh, some speed as well at Oakland. I, I what the it was a weird race, really. I thought, um, but the horse should stretch out quite well. So if the I mean, I'm with you, like. This is a weird race because I feel like you we're need we need some like clear speed horse in here and we don't really have it. You know, the seven is the closest thing to it. And the horse just got beat by 28 links and yep. uh, it's just like no thanks. Um so you're kind of, I think the four is fast. I think the twelve unfortunately draws to twelve hole, but I think the twelve has speed as well. So that's why I'm using those. And then you got the ten, blue northern for Brad Cox, another Brad Cox horse, but uh, you know this one he's got to improve off that last race and obviously was uh, a horse that had some sort of uh, hope and has been working out well. So I, I don't think you can leave him off. This is the one, right. That you're looking to get a, a, the next two races for me, this one in the eighth, I'm looking, I'm trying to get a price to get home to me. Spoiler alert, my single in the last, <laughs> you know, you mentioned the seven about having speed, but getting beat by 28, it is a cutback, you know, Red Dog, Red Dog Hartledge, he always seems to kind of sneak up here with one good horse at this meet, you know, it just always, it never fails. So he's 30 to one. I think you could play dumber horses. I don't have them. You don't have them. I wouldn't talk you off if you brought me a ticket and said, what do you think? And you had the seven, I wouldn't tell you that's dumb. You know, I, I think it is one you could take a swing with, but yeah, I mean, we basically have the same ones. You added the four. And I didn't. That's the only uh, difference. I get it. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I couldn't get all the way there with the four. The one horse I had used and I threw off, I just, I couldn't do it. I was like, I, you know what? If Mike Maker beats me here with this horse, that's fine. Because I, this horse hasn't ran a step in three starts. And it's just like, you know what? I get that the, the horse has been riding at Keeneland and Churchill and then ran a turfway on the synthetic. But it's just like, I, I'm going to make up a bunch of reasons for the for the four, three to get home and beat me here. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't get there with the three. I looked at the six for a while. Uh, for Diodoro, yeah. Course, didn't, yeah, didn't take a lot of money on debut. You know, didn't really do any running. I, I think this horse will run better. I don't know how much better. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I just couldn't get there. So that's yeah. I mean, I, I think you've used the logical ones. How just just for people listening and, and constructing their own tickets, how? At what point do you, whenever you're you're making, you know, when you're looking for a price, do you kind of just say, you know what, lot like when you, because you're playing pick fours and and you and Samich can can attest to this. Like sometimes you have to, I wouldn't say like make up reasons, but you have to kind of look for the outlier chance of something happening because that's how you get big tickets home. Is you look for that kind of well. Like, like they're using a seven. If you use a seven at 31, like, yeah, is it illogical? Yeah, but could it happen? Sure. The horse showed speed. So at, at, where do you draw the line for the craziness? Yeah. You know, in, in this sequence, if we would have had a single, then the seven maybe becomes one that you try to throw in. But for me, I'm trying to keep it between $30, $50 for these pick fours. Uh, I just, I just don't think that horse makes the ticket. You, you have to play prices. You also have to have a little bit of logic to it, right? And end of the day, you know, again, if I, if I would have felt strongly enough to maybe single the five in the race before, or single like you did, then maybe it opens it up and your budget gets gets there. But for me, I just, I just couldn't quite make it work. And I, I think the, the thing you have to realize above anything else, these pick fours. A, a lot of it is about beating the favorite, not necessarily getting a 20 to one shot home. Uh, if right. you looked at Tampa for the Rockets, you know, in a, in a pick five sequence, no horse paid more than $11 that we hit the other day. And that thing paid out, out the ass, you know, because we beat a three to five shot, uh, you know, and you beat another horse that was like six to five. So, you just got to beat some favorites. You don't necessarily have to get a, a 20 to one shot home every time for this thing to pay. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it's more about, like you say, and, and there are some vulnerable favorites here. Um, and we'll go to that right now. How about let's go to the next race, yep. the, the race of the year so far, race eight, the fifth, <laughs> fifth season stakes, 150K, uh, four year olds and up going one mile, winning your end for the Pegasus World Cup, according to Halterman. Uh, field a nine in here and you talk about a horse yes and honestly i was like i had to do like a double takes like that's gotta be the different a different concert tour or something like that's not that's not like the, the concert the rebel winner concert tour the horse that likely would have been the kentucky derby favorite that concert tour no it's him with brad cox now five to two morning line favorite for the fifth season. I mean, look at this field. Thomas Shelby is kind of the outlier here in terms of the, you know, the horses like 
the the Broken Dreams horses, Radar Superstar, Snapperson's Claire, Necker Island, Concert Tour, Atoka, Long Range Toddy, Silver Prospector, Mucho. I mean, these horses, it's unbelievable. Like they all showed up for this race, dude. All right. <laughs> I know you have thoughts of this one. What what how do you how do you even handle a race like this? Do you realize we have two Rebel winners and a Southwest winner in the field? And all of them sucked after they won those races. <laughs> yeah. Long Range Toddy beat Improbable at the Rebel and hasn't won a race since. And folks, he's tried a <laughs> hundred times and he can't do it. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. This race makes me smile so much. I love all these horses. Love to hate them is probably the better way to put it. Uh, you know, the concert tours thing is interesting. I did use this horse. Didn't put the horse on top, though. I went three deep. Uh, I will talk about concert tour first. It's interesting. Uh, it, you know, Brad Cox has this horse now. You know, he he's worked wonders with horses in the past that he gets. You know, I, he, he probably is going to have this horse right. Uh, you know, if you, if you fast forward just one year ago, this horse won the Rebel and was coming into the Arkansas Derby, going to win the Arkansas Derby by 10 links and then the Kentucky Derby. And then he finished third in one of the worst runnings of the Arkansas Derby ever. And then was nowhere to be found in the Preakness. Here's the odd thing. He was entered in a turf race at Fairgrounds two, three weeks ago. A turf stakes and scratched out of it. And when he was entered, I thought, oh, that's weird. They're going to do something different. And he scratched out. I don't know. That's just kind of odd to me. So we'll see. We'll see what he does. Uh, but I did use him. I put Thomas Shelby, the one horse, on top. Uh, they're going one mile at Oakland. You want to have speed in that situation. You know, this horse almost went gate to wire last time out in a $200,000 stakes, got defeated by Lone Rock uh, in a race where Lone Rock ran exceptionally well. Uh, but now cuts back. I think he's going to have the speed here. I think Thomas Shelby, very dangerous. So one and five. And then I threw in my old crush horse, the eight, Silver Prospector. I've chased him before. I quit him for the longest time. I'm back chasing him here. Uh, last year off a layoff, he came back and won an allowance right off the layoff. Maybe he'll do it again. Uh, I don't know. I've always just kind of liked him. Uh, I think the price is right here at 10 to 1. I think if things kind of start to fall apart, he's going to be tough. So 1, 5, and 8 for me. This race is awesome. I mean <laughs> – it really like every horse is it's like it's every horse you look at you're like oh i remember that horse and you think back of you know like you know uh nick feldman's like yeah you know remember like concert tour looked like he was going to be like just runaway winner of the Arkansas derby and then yeah. he sucked in that race and then he's really sucked in the preakness and it was just like we haven't seen he's seen him since and you kind of go back and remember like the long-range toddy beating uh improbable it's like how you know, did that ever happen? Silver Prospector, of course, was once once upon a time a uh, Southwest winner. And it's just all these horses. And Mucho was supposed to be a really good horse on the Derby Trail at one point. And so, yeah, I mean, you go through it. It's just, it literally, I heard you talk about it on the uh, on the, on the preview you, you did with Magic on the, uh, on our YouTube channel. It's like this, if, if like this is the quintessential, the ultimate Boulevard of Broken Dreams race of all time. It's yep. we've had we've had those in the past of like you have one, you know, you might have a silver prospector or mucho in that race, but not not the whole group. 
I mean, the every whole race, squad, every horse, every every horse uh, that's burned money on you know at some point in is is in this race. So, um, I ultimately, I, I at one point I just had uh, the one, the five, you know, which is uh, Thomas Shelby. I'm with you. I think that horse makes a lot of sense. Just really ran a huge race. Um, also ran in the slop that day to to get beat by Lone Rock. You know, obviously kind of cutting back um as well so i think that's good the horse i think he's kind of the one right out of all of them that you're like you know what he's never really been like a stakes horse so it's like he's kind of he still has something to kind of like well you know what he might be still okay against these um obviously the five makes a ton of sense you got to use the five uh concert tour and then the eight i'm with you on the eight um huh. silver prospector i'm just shocked as you are uh <laughs> that but he also is like you know Asmussen has a way sometimes with horses like this and and kind of gets them to run a big race in, in these kind of circumstances and he's not been awful uh for the most part he's been great he hasn't been awful he 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 runs uh at oakland quite a bit he's got a win in a second i could see him winning here it wouldn't be shocker plus he's 10 to 1 but I, because of my decision to single the two, which spoiler alert, in the last race, <laughs> I decided to go a little deeper in this one because I, I just the one horse. There's two horses that I, I added to my ticket kind of last minute, and I'll probably regret it for wasting money. But that's the two and the three, Radar Superstar and Snapper Sinclair. I added to my ticket, uh, Radar Superstar. It's like this horse, I couldn't believe it. He, nine years old, he's still running. Phil Villafranco Caldwell <laughs> owns the horse, so say no more. But, you know, this horse, I get it, got beat by 10. This horse finished third to Nick's go in the Cornhusker, okay? This horse runs every race and runs pretty, like, okay. You know, he, he runs, he doesn't run great. He, he, he ran... Second to Silver State in the Essex. He ran, uh, you know, he finished in, like, what was that race at Prairie Meadows? He got second to Plainsman uh, before Nick's go. But he he runs kind of his race. So if he were to pop one here, it wouldn't be the ultimate shocker, and you're getting a prize. And Snapper Sinclair, I don't know. This one's probably stupid for me to add Snapper Sinclair. But, you know, he, he this horse just continues to, to show up in these kind of races. And every once in a while... You know, he almost won the Cigar Mile. He got second in the Cigar Mile. This horse kind of shows up and runs these weird races. He shows up on turf, and then he comes in the dirt, and he runs awful, then he runs a big race. So Stapper Sinclair was the uh, the kind of the last, uh, the other Aspies that I wanted to add. Oh, man. Snapper Sinclair, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I couldn't make myself <laughs> do it on that one. Um, rated R Superstar, it kind of does feel like a race he wins. I agree. Uh, you know, this horse coming off a layoff and he's a little bit older now. He's older than dirt. Yeah, he's nine years old. Um, the layoff kind of scares me a bit because he was a vet scratch at Remington uh, in a race. Uh, he, I did a pick four show with uh, old, old Ricky that day on Remington Park, believe it or not. And he scratched in a race where he was going to be one to 20 to win it. So I think he's had some issues. I'm a little worried that, you know, being this old, coming off a layoff for him. That's why I ended up not playing him. But I am going to say I don't hate that, Jared. I, I could see him coming up here and running really, really well. It, I just can't. 
I don't know. Like this one, so I'm obviously price hunting here because I, I like I said, I'm hoping to get prices in this race and the race before because I am going thin in the last leg of this. And obviously, if you get it's one of those cases, like you mentioned earlier with concert tour, if he gets beat, then that's really all you need. If you happen to also get a ten to one in there as well, a horse like you know, like Snapper or Radar Superstar that no, not a lot of people are going to use. Well, that all of a sudden just skyrockets the ticket. So um, I'm going to be really sick if I get these legs home and then I get to the last race of the uh, of the sequence here, which, of course, is uh, an allowance optional claiming uh, for 100K purse going six furlongs for the favorite bread of horses uh, that we cover. Arkansas bread, Arky breads, the fastest horses in all the land. Field of 12 shows up for this one. And what am I doing? I'm singling. Why not? Alter, what do you think of this one? Well, I mean, you, 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 if you follow Oakland, these are the races you love. <laughs> the Arkansas breads, uh, you know, it's they're they're a different kind, that's for sure. Usually, some crazy shit can happen here, but listen, we've got two horses that are really looking pretty good. The two Mo Choctaw, uh just aired on debut by eleven and three quarters. Uh, I know he's your single. I'm going to let you talk about him a little more. I'll just say that I did use him. I went 2, 11, and 12. The 12 Gar Hole, I really like that horse as well. Also a really nice uh, win last time out in Maiden Special Weight Company right over this track. Uh, so I think he's got a shot to come back and run really, really well again. And then I used number 11, Goodnight Archie, at 8-1. to one. You know, Tammy Ormsby got this horse last time out. Uh, didn't run great with seventh beaten five, but was in some, uh, with, with the, the best Arkansas bred horses there are temp fate. It was in that race. Very good horse. Uh, you know, I think this horse second off the layoff is going to run well. It, he was another that broke the maiden last time out in a maiden special weight at our two races back. I should say in a maiden special weight last year here at Oakland. So two eleven twelve for me, I'm with you. I almost singled the two. I'll tell you why I didn't, but I'll let you talk about him first. Yeah, you know, I, I at first I did not have this horse singled. I actually, my first kind of peruse through the sequence, I had no singles. And the 12, if if, if anybody's like, doesn't like one of, you know, if you hate one of my other picks or in the, you know, different leg, the 12 was my last off, you know. That, that was the one I really wanted to use. I tried to find a way to get the 12 back in here. Couldn't do it. So, yeah, the two, I don't know. Like, I, I do feel, I do feel like out of the whole sequence, the two is the most logical winner. And here's why, you know, this horse, like you said, yes, it's Arky, Arky breads, but this horse absolutely, well, by the way, goes into the race as a heavy favorite and then airs and wins by 12 links, just dominates the race at Oakland park back in mid December. Okay. So this horse came in with expectations is for, I don't know Arky breads, but for my research, the dam was pretty good. The dam yep. was a good horse. Yep. So, had expectations from the start, then dominated one by 12. They've take came back with a pretty high buyer, an 85 buyer, especially for Arky breads comes back or they've taken some time off because obviously when a horse airs like that, you want to take a little break because you don't know how they're going to come back from that. The horse just put up a one out of a <laughs> one eleven workout. Yeah. So the horse is doing okay. If you ask me, that was uh, the workout on January 6th. I don't know. Like, I just think this horse might be, and I'll use freak 
in very loose quotation marks because it's an hockey bread, but might be a little freaky compared to what's in this field, all things considered. So to me, I feel the best about, okay, if I'm going to be sitting here, hopefully I'm alive getting to this leg. At least I feel the most confident, like out of all the legs of this horse getting it done for me. Okay. I totally agree with everything you said, but I kind of, I don't, I guess I got a story on this horse or whatever, but I don't know. How <laughs> oh, great. It. But okay. This horse is getting ready to debut. This was like a 12 to one morning line horse bet down to four to five. Everybody we know from Oakland was texting me. Can't lose. Can't lose. Can't lose. And I'm sitting there going, why would anybody debut an Arkansas bread in a maiden claiming Arkansas bread race? They can't lose for $40,000 when they can run for 80000 in a special weight. There's not a ton of difference. They're all, all these races are shitty for the most part when they're maidens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I I get it. Okay, guys, you know, but I don't know. Like, I, this horse probably can lose because why would you debut? Of course, she go, or he goes out and absolutely airs. It's just weird. It, it just like now... Now what? You know, is it, I mean, the, the, the speed figure came back fast. Everything came back fast. Runs that race again. He's going to win. But I don't know. It was just strange to me. Didn't you find that strange that he debuted in a, in a maiden claimer? For a horse that, like I'm saying, like, seems like had some expectations from the get-go. No, I don't know if that means the horse has issues. Um, you know, health issues, you know, can't stay fit, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, I did find that very odd that, they debuted this horse in that race and you know you're going from that to a you know a claiming or an optional allowance um so yeah you're gonna have but if he run like to me if like he runs anywhere in the ballpark of that race it's it don't i don't care what race it is the, the horse is going to dominate and who's in here yep yep i and I, mean, I agree and you have to use them for sure uh you know with Garhole, he he, he kind of dominated a special weight, and even though the speed figure came back a little lower, I just I don't know. I feel like it's just a better sign for him, and so I, I couldn't, I just couldn't get away from that from the twelve, and and then I thought, well, it is an Arkansas bred race. I have it in the budget. The eleven has a right to improve. It's been facing better horses than all of them in here, uh, so I'll throw that one on there as well and make it three, but. You know, I am I, I get your single. Uh, certainly not one where I'm laughing over here at you at all. Uh, I just feel like it's just odd. Like, maybe they just were just dumb about it. I don't know. But uh, we'll see. This horse is, for an Arkansas bread, like you said, does have the look of one that could be really, really good at this, at this you know, track, at this, you know, Arkansas bread level. Yeah, you know, and, and the 12 was, like I said, was like the one I wanted to use. The 11 for, for Tammy was one that I had on my first ticket as well. Um, so I, I completely understand why you're using those horses. And even the four was one that I kind of played around with in terms of using. Um, I just couldn't. I kept trying to like needed to narrow down because I wanted to go deeper in other legs and just kind of kept going back to this too. And so I have a feeling like he's either going to air or be like, you know seventh or something in this race kind of feels like there's there's no in between doesn't it kind of feel like it's a situation he's the fastest horse i think in this race it's just kind of be a situation of can he kind of keep it together when there's more pressure on him 
right? I mean, I don't think there's going to be like crazy speed duel here, but there's going to be courses closer to him. So if he doesn't fall apart with that situation, as opposed to he was just out by himself, I think you got your single home. And I think you said it kind of top of the stretch. We're going to kind of know, right? You, yeah. You're probably going to know if that single's getting home when they turn the corner. And how close is Garhole? By the way, <laughs> what what kind like what do you think logically went in somebody's head to think we're gonna name our horse Garhole? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're, <laughs> I mean, there's some bad names out there, and I maybe Garhole means something. I don't know, but well, just no, yeah, Garhole, a Garhole, gar like you, it, it's it's you know what a gar is, don't you? A fish a gar is a fish. Yeah. Yeah, well, so you just a fit, like a, a gar hole, like that's where you fish. Yeah, you found him. You found a school of gar. You found you a gar hole. You're gonna go fishing for the gar now. You listen, you catch one of them some bitches. They're long. You can eat for days on them. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, I have no idea. But if you're fishing for other kind of fish, Papa Dude said this on the sports show. So if now if you're fishing for other type of fish and you see a gar, just go on down the creek because. The other fish are gone because the gars are mean. They're, they're mean fish. They got big, long bills with teeth. They're they're mean uh, fish. So you, be careful if you see. And if you see a bunch of gar, a school of gar, don't jump in the middle of them. They're dangerous. Well, yeah, you know, the next time I'm fishing, that's, you know, I'll make sure I keep an eye out for the gars. So, <laughs> well, you can see them because they swim on the top. So you know when you see a gar, like you know where they're at. So, how, have you ever fished ever? Like, how do you how do you know so much about gar? Oh, I used to fish uh, all the time, every week. My brother and I'd go fish. This seriously, when I was a kid, my brother and I'd go down at the creek and and fish almost every week. And he caught a gar one time. He snagged it out of the creek. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I'm telling you, son, bitch was six. I mean, it was long. They're long. They're real long. I don't remember how long it was, but he, he got it. And uh, anyway, it was a big, gnarly-looking thing. But if you if you float down a creek, a lot of times you'll see a school of gar here or there. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's why they called it that. I I don't know. Don't they have those, like, sometimes, like, at the, at, you know, wherever, like, Wonders of Wildlife or wherever you go, like, don't there's some, like, massive gars, right? Like, yeah. big-ass gars. Like, I'm talking yeah. huge. They they're like the they're like a swordfish, but in the creek instead of the ocean. <laughs> but that's what well, they're perfect. Look like. It's the perfect name for uh for an archibred then, you know, kind of like the, the cheaper version of a of a of a good horse. Yeah, uh Russ, who always watches uh, the sports show, that's what he said too. He said, This is an Arkansas bred name through and through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Arkansas. Yeah. So he, he knew what Gar was. <laughs> All right, let's go through. Uh, let's go through our tickets here. This is a wrap of the uh, of the show. Uh, okay, so Halterman, you are go. I'll let you go with your through your ticket. Okay, well, I went with a thirty six dollar ticket here. Uh, went short, just two five in the first leg, hoping to get that. The, well, the, the two would be great at twelve to one, but I think the five is going to be tough. Went two five in the first leg, one two ten and twelve in leg number two. The maiden special weight in leg three, the fifth season. I went one, five, and eight, and round off with the Arkansas bread allowance with two, eleven, and twelve. Like I said, thirty-six dollar ticket. I feel very good about it. If we get through the first leg, I, I think we got the coverage uh, to get that one home. All right, I went a little deeper in a few of these legs. I went uh, for a fifty dollar ticket. 
I went the uh, three, five, uh, six, and nine in the first leg. The one, two, four, 10, 12 in the next leg. Uh, the one, two, three, five, eight in the fifth season. And then singled the two for a $50 ticket. So again, if you don't want to spend that, you know, cut some of those horses out. Fifty dollars is kind of was kind of my limit. That was where I was trying to keep it fifty and under. I'd, so it's stick there. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think getting through uh, that was the first leg is where I had the least confidence, and I feel really good about my coverage, at least getting to the two. Right? You know, I I, I feel pretty good. I, I feel like if if I can't get home or get to the two and have a shot, like then I've something crazy has happened because I, my coverage is even, you know, even further than yours. And really the two is the only horse that I don't have in that first leg that you do have. Yeah. It's and like said at the top of the show here, when we started doing the, uh, the handicapping for Oaklawn, it's, it is a classic Oaklawn Saturday in January, man. It just has everything, <laughs> everything you would want. It, you know, you're going to see an Arkansas bred. You're going to see Claimer. You might see a horse that, that runs in the Arkansas Derby, and then you see those horses in the fifth season. And who knows? Like Dennis mentioned, uh, what if what if you know Concert Tour wins by eight lengths? Well, then all of a sudden, we got another horse for the handicap division to think about. So anything uh, we we might see anything on the Saturday card. It's going to be a lot of fun, and that's why we love Oakland so much. And I think that's what kind of goes back to the question I asked you earlier. And you got. That's why, you know, when you, you play these tracks all the time, you you just know, like, Oakland, it's so typical, right, for an Oakland January card to have this kind of sequence and just something weird is bound to happen. So that's why when you go through these, you're like, yeah, you know what? Like, I just, I don't think I'd ever use this horse, but maybe here's the time you use Silver Prospector. Maybe this is yep. the time that you use Rated R Superstar or, what you know, or, or you know, Snapper Sinclair or, you know, some of these random ones that you're you never really necessarily would use. But you play these tracks enough, you, it just it's it's always it's bound to happen, right? And you need to then you need to cash a ticket sometimes with these. You need to be able to to kind of predict the unpredictable, right? That's right. That's right. At Oakland Park, especially, and we've been uh, we've been we had a good week last week there. But yeah, it can it can definitely go the other way in a hurry there. And you you definitely it's it, it more than any other one is a go short and then spread type of track. You know, you got to get 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 home your strongest opinion and then it's just kind of like i told magic we were getting ready to catch a pick five last week and we were five deep in the last race he texted me he's like hey good job i said i still think we're losing this one <laughs> it's oakland it's hard to finish them off so <laughs> thankfully we had it we got it home last week uh and you know i i can't be any more confident really like i feel like you know the horses i've, I've used here i'm pretty confident they're gonna win but it is oakland park and anything could happen uh, Mark says, if you like a lot of long shots and three straight legs, do you back it up with playing like a pick three? Um, you know, my first three legs are a little bit, you know, going deeper as far as prices and or your last three legs there. Do you do you like that logic at all? Of Sometimes it is very hard to, to, to get home and pick four and you'll go three. It seems like I, if I had a dollar for every time I went three or four on a pick four, I would more than make up for the lost money. So do you think there's any logic there? Yeah, for sure. I, I think in your situation, it, it, it gets a little tough because your single is in the last leg. Where mine, I went too deep yeah. in the first leg. Well, if they're out, well, sure, I'm going to go back with a pick three. You know, I, I, I think it, it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, but yeah, I think anytime, anytime, you know, 
I don't, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to articulate the best way to say this. If you're playing pick fours and pick fives all the time, it's really not smart if you don't play a pick three as well, because they're easier to hit and they're still paying decent. And a lot of times they can prop up your other wagers, you know, and like you said, I'd like to have a dollar for a time. I went three out of four. You know, if you missed the, the last leg or the first leg, well, you could have cashed a pick three in there somewhere. So, yeah, right. I, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to think about uh, getting involved with the pick threes. Yeah, that's just it. You know, if I, it, it's just one of those things, and it, that I might that might be something I do in in the six is is play a a, a a small pick three just because if if I get home some of these legs that I think I could get home six you know six seven and eight and the two folds up shop on me in the top of the stretch, that's going to be a real bummer, you know, uh, when the pick three with the horses that I have could pay quite well. So, you know, backing it up with a pick three and the, like, like, like he says, like, not like Mark says, like, not necessarily like if your first three legs or whatever leg, you know, you're, you're looking at are fairly chalky and you kind of feel very confident about that chalk. Well, that makes, doesn't make a ton of sense. But if you feel like in my case, you know, that last leg is, is chalky and I'm singling, but the other legs, I feel like I'm trying to, you know, move it around enough to where I get some prices. That might be where you, you back it up a little bit. Um, yeah. So that's something that, you know, I, I think makes a lot of sense um, in cases like this, but it's all case by case. So, oh, and by the way, if you're looking at this, these are the wagering calculators we have at racingdudes.com for free. So you get, you know, I, I use them all the time when we're doing these. So, um, yeah, and, and and Dustin says bad weather equals bad prices. Again, keep an eye on the weather. Obviously, this weekend we're having a ton of snow uh, and up north of Hot Springs. Of course, down south might be more rain. So, yeah, you're going to want to keep an eye on the weather as well as this dictates uh, maybe how we're going to play this. But that right there is the tickets for the late pick four Saturday at Oakland. <laughs> So all the time we have, check us out at RacingDudes.com for our free picks. Of course, our premium selections and our handicapping products page. Click the uh, Get Racing News Premium at RacingDudes.com to learn more. Of course, we do have that Pegasus wagering guide coming out in the coming weeks. The pre-sale will begin here the next day or two. So you're going to keep an eye on that and be the first to get that. So go ahead and buy that pre-sale. So as soon as that's available, it'll be in your uh, dashboard. Again, RacingDudes.com is your destination site for all free horse, ra- free horse racing picks. To all the major horse racing tracks, we're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all our episodes of, of Blinkers Off on our podcast page on racingdudes.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Captivate, or watch every episode at YouTube. Uh, the Magic Mike Show. Make sure you go check out the Magic Mike Show on all those same platforms. They did the Santa Anita. So you want uh, a lot of pick four coverage this weekend, free pick four picks. They did Santa Anita Saturday late pick four. So you want their in- insight as well. Uh, go check out that episode of Magic Mike Halter, and we also have uh, sports picks at the website racingdudes.com, racingdudes.com/sports. Uh, of course, the Dude to Bet Sports podcast is out. Um, you and your dad did that earlier today. So let's, you know, we are got you know sports guys. So let's go through real quickly, just real quick, um, hit each of these NFL, obviously Wild Card Weekend. Uh, in the NFL, cannot wait. Of course, the Chiefs playing, uh, Arizona's playing as well for you there. Um, let's go through each game and give uh, give our picks. I'll give the spread too, or um, yeah. and we can kind of give who we think is going to win uh, and who you think is going to cover. So let's start it off with the Vegas Cincy game. Uh, opened up six and a half, uh, minus six and a half for Cincinnati. I think it's about 
depending on where you look at, about minus five and a half. So uh, for Cincinnati, what are your thoughts? It's the game I'm least confident in to start off. I, I think the Raiders will keep it close. So I'm going to go the Raiders plus, what is it now? Is it five or five and a half, you said? Now? Five and a half. It depends on where you go. FanDuel has minus four and a half, five some places, but five and a half is the most consistent. All right. I'm going to take the Raiders plus the five and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Cincy minus five and a half. I, uh, hey, Dustin, my man. Go Chiefs. He's from Kansas City. Nice. Hey, hell yeah. All right. Cannot wait for this game. I'm going to go uh, Cincinnati minus five and a half. Uh, hopefully, if I can get it somewhere a little lower, I'd go a little lower. Um, I just, I think, I don't know. I'm hoping I don't get suckered into, and maybe I hate Vegas that much um, to not play them. But uh, I'm going to go Cincy minus five and a half. Buffalo and New England. Uh, Buffalo is at minus four. It seems to be holding pretty steady there. But at Buffalo, can New England pull off the upset? I don't think so. I was in love with New England, but they I don't like how they how they kind of stumbled into the playoffs. The biggest thing is the last time these two played, they did not have an answer for Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills didn't even punt in that game. I'm going to go Buffalo minus four. I have a feeling it, 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 it's going to be a close game. I, I do think Buffalo might win here, but just typical. I mean, you know, Belichick in the playoffs, it's yeah. usually going to be a good game. So I'm going to go New England uh, plus four. I think it's going to be close, but I do think Buffalo might end up edging them. But that's one of those games I think is very interesting because I, it wouldn't be absolutely shocking. Buffalo hasn't been, they, you know, they haven't been great since early in the season either. So um, could they blow this game? I think they could. Uh, let's go Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Tampa's a heavy favorite here at minus eight and a half though. So do you think they can cover eight and a half? I do. I think they will cover this game. Uh, I just feel like the Eagles are kind of outclassed, to use a racing term, but just kind of outclassed everywhere you look. They're a scrappy bunch. Uh, I think it's a great story that the Eagles made the playoffs. This was a team when the season started, before the season, we were like, this team is trash. Uh, so to make playoffs was great. Tough draw, though, to take on Tom Brady and the, and the Buccaneers. I know they've got some problems. Uh, but I do think they cover here. So I'll take Tampa minus eight and a half. Yeah, Tampa minus eight and a half. I agree. Uh, Dallas, or San Francisco at Dallas, minus three. <laughs> minus three on Dallas. I, what? What do you think? Man, this is, I'm taking the 49ers. I took the 49ers plus the three. I thought it was really impressive. I, what a gutty win last week come from behind you know i had to make that drive late and then still had to go beat him in overtime i think that prepped them really nice for this game wouldn't be surprised if dallas beats them but i am going to take 49ers plus the three i i don't fully trust dallas this is a scary one for me because i don't necessarily tr trust them too but i do think that they've shown that they when they play a good game they are capable of going all the way to the super bowl and that's dallas so i I'm going Dallas minus three. I, I don't love it. Uh, it's it's a dicey game. I, that game could go either way. Dallas is capable of making a huge run. I think Dallas. It should be it should be Dallas Green Bay in the NFC Championship. Yep. Will it be? I don't know. Uh, the biggest. Uh, okay, so let's go. Uh, what is this? There's a Monday night game. I guess this should be odd. Um, yeah. So we'll go Pittsburgh at Kansas City. The biggest 
uh, spread in the whole wild card round. Minus 12 and a half is where we're sitting at right now for, of course, the Chiefs at Kansas City. I mean, dude, and you're talking, I mean, obviously, I'm the biggest Kansas City fan. Um, even like as much as I'm, it just, I can't really come up with how they lose this game. They just, they should not lose this game. Well, I'm I'm not a uh, Kansas City fan, and I couldn't come up for a reason why they would lose either. They absolutely dominated, uh, you know, Pittsburgh the first time. And Pittsburgh, if you've been paying attention, Pittsburgh really sucks. Uh, they really do. I don't know how they're in the playoffs. And Kansas City does not suck. I, it's a lot of points. I get it if you don't want to play Kansas City, but – they really should win this game by two touchdowns at least. I don't give the Steelers any chance. Kansas City should definitely win the game. I, I, 12 and a half is, is a lot to give any time. Um, I, I, I could, you know, they, they beat the shit out of them last time they played, which wasn't that long ago. I, I think I'm going to say, just because I am a, a, a hesitant Chiefs fan, always, you know, we grew up that way. Uh, I'll go minus, I'll go plus 12 and a half for Pittsburgh. And it's a, the comfortable yet close win, like I like can't say. Yeah. Um, let's go to the last game of the year, or last game of the of the of the, of the week, I should say. Arizona at LA Rams minus four at LA. This is a this is a good. It should be a good game here. Uh, I tend to go LA minus. Four. Oh gosh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go Arizona plus four. Actually, I think LA might win though. This one was was the hardest one for me. Also, I, you know, I have feelings. <laughs> that's weird to say. Feelings involved in the game with Arizona. You know, Arizona, weirdly enough, has played really well on the road all year. And they played like trash at home. They blew this division. They still, even, even though they blew it, they still had a chance last week. All they had to do was beat the Seahawks. They couldn't do it. I think it's a back-and-forth game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal, and therefore I'm going to take Arizona plus the four. Not real confident in it, but, you know, that's kind of where I landed. I, you know, it's it's an odd situation. Like I said, a Monday night football game in the playoffs is odd. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take Arizona plus the four. I'm not quite sold on the Rams and Matt Stafford. You know, Dennis says I go over 49 and a half. I almost want to go under in this game. Really? I almost feel like it could be one of those weird, like, NFC West kind of back and forth no team really making a huge 49 and a half is to, for two offenses that i i mean you have cup i know but they stroke some sometimes these offenses have struggled a little bit to kind of keep going especially arizona um so maybe take the i would take the under uh of that game but i could i i think la should win this game i really think kansas city should win i think dallas Tampa, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Shawin. I like all the home teams, really. But you yeah, know, you know how that goes. I, I could see your points there for sure. I and with the over under, it's it's weird. Arizona hasn't really been explosive since Hopkins got hurt. So that kind of maybe leads you towards the the under there as well. I don't know. It's that that's a weird thing too because you know Arizona goes to, to uh, Los Angeles earlier in the year and spanks them, and then they get beat at home. So uh, this game is just—it's all kinds of weird. Uh, we'll see. Matt Stafford over three in the playoffs, but that was with the Lions. Now he's with a much better team. I don't know. I'll take Arizona plus the four and, and, and see what happens. 
All right, yeah, I cannot wait. It's going to be, uh, you know, shitty weather here for us, so we'll just be hanging out and watching, obviously, big... Uh, I hate that the Chiefs game's uh, Sunday night because that means I'll be stewing about it all day Saturday and all day uh, Sunday while these other games are going. But, I mean, it's one of those things I've been telling... Like, I've been telling everybody, if they can't beat Pittsburgh at home in the playoffs as being, I think, I believe it, they're still the favorites to, to win the Super Bowl. Um what are you doing? You know, it's just right. like, it's pretty simple, really. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts here. Kim wants to know why I'm here. Um, I thought that was one of the best. Uh, Aaron, really appreciate your insights. Insights, Jared, why are you he- Why are you there? When you say, I don't know 5,000 times, I start to believe you and then parrot all of Aaron's picks. You know, I've been asking this question for a long time, <laughs> Kim Webb. Um, why am I here? I don't know. That's a question I ask myself every day. <laughs> Kim's my new favorite person. I love you, Kim. Thanks for thanks for chiming in. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to hear from the fans. You know what I mean? The positive fans. <laughs> Somebody hates magic too. Had a had a comment. Magic talks too fast. So yeah, yeah. Asking what you know to to let Samish do all the picks. I love you know. You do more videos, you get more hate. It's a, it's part of it. Um, by the way, not that you know Kim will be liking it. Maybe. Kim can like it for you, um, but you hit like. If you hit these like buttons, you know, like the videos. Not for me. Don't do it for me, Kim. Do it hey, for him. I got a ton of videos on there. You can subscribe. You'll see me a yeah, ton. Go, <laughs> go like all the videos. Um, if we start getting a bunch of likes for these videos, we're shooting for 100 for one of these videos. Um, we're going to start giving away free shit. Just uh, all kinds. I have a basement full of swag, T-shirts like I'm wearing. Um, of course, Halterman's not representing the brand. No shocker there. He's probably got a wrestling hoodie on or something. But you know, at least he's a great picker. You know, I'm not. Right. So I wear the, I wear the shirts. I'm just like a clown, and I wear all the, the swag and stuff. And I'm just here yep. to say I don't know um, a bunch of times. So we all have to have a mascot. <laughs> That's me. That's, That's right. me. Um, I'll send. A, I hope if if we can get hundred likes on this video, I'll send Kim a, a shirt. How about that? So, well, um, that's that's what you call buying the love of the fans, right there. So, maybe maybe I can do it. So let's hope we get hundred likes so I can can do that. Although Kim will have to give you uh, their information because definitely not going to want to talk to me. So, <laughs> uh, all right. That's going to be a wrap on this show. Uh, thank goodness. All right. I'm Jared Welch. <laughs> uh, although I don't, I don't want to, I keep, I'm not for sure because I don't like it, the picture looks like a guy, but. I think I know girl? that guy. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'll just say they, uh, they're Kim Webb. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Uh, <laughs> what? Mark wants to know, Jared did did say he shaved prevalence in his ball throw last year. I respect him for that. We all make mistakes. Did I say that? It doesn't sound like something I would say. Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Last year was crazy. I don't know. See, I say I don't know all the time. That's what I say, Kim. Jeez. I don't know. I'm going to keep saying it now. I, you know, I don't know. It's like the gla- Kim just slashed <laughs> Kim just shattered the glass. You're like, oh no, I do say that all the time. Yeah, it's like when you find it, you, oh, advertising manscape. Okay, yeah. maybe I did say that. <laughs> um, yeah, prevalence. I would do that for prevalence. You know, it's things I would do for this uh, this business. You know, shave, 
shave the word prevalence in my ball sack here. So there you go. <laughs> On that note, good luck this weekend, everybody. Hope we hit this pick four. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. Why are you the way that you are? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be.